Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. These buildings have this stunning architecture. They're gorgeous, and they're teeming with history. We want to invest and make this the coolest street, certainly in North Carolina, but in the Southeast and beyond. This is the main street of our city. It should be lined with great businesses and restaurants. We do think you're going to start to see it look a bit different over the course of 2023. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. Fateful Street is getting a facelift and the potential renderings of what it could look like will leave you in awe. Yes, it is Raleigh. In our current February issue, we snagged and shared never before seen renderings of what Raleigh's main street could look like in the future plus 10 major updates coming that will have everyone talking. With me today to chat about it is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Hausam. Always happy to be here. Um, This is a fun topic for us, especially, I think, because we've kind of staked our claim on this a little bit. Um, Last summer, you guys might remember that we first told you about the future of Fayetteville Street, both in our summer issue and a corresponding podcast. And both the story and the episode went viral. Um, It was by far, hands down, our most popular podcast of the year. And the story had a ton of reads, obviously, So, because um, we also had it on the web. Then people clearly care about Fayetteville Street. It was surprising that that many people were interested. Yeah. Since then, Fayetteville Street has already seen some major improvements and an uptick in foot traffic, especially with the addition of Raleigh's first social district yep. and the holiday activation Illuminate. But there's more, and we aren't talking about new towers or high-rise buildings. The city, downtown Raleigh Alliance, and major stakeholders like Highwoods have a grand vision. And you're going to want to grab this issue. You have to see these photos. Oh, my gosh. You have I to mean, see these photos. I mean, it makes everyone go, oh, really? That's And again, 
there's no guarantee it's going to happen, but it's to build excitement and show you what we could do. And I really think once people, you know, it's like once people see it, they're going to be like, let's do this. I'm just going to keep saying all day because we're recording more than one seeing is believing. Seeing is believing. <laughs> For context, there's an actual committee tasked with solving this magic facelift of downtown right. uh, Fayetteville Street. And it's comprised of a lot of major stakeholders and big players. Um, DRA, Bill King, the, the president and CEO of DRA. Highwoods property senior vice president Thomas Skip Hill and a dozen other you know plus important diverse public and private players from David Meeker to the Shaw University president assistant city manager and so on so um, this is a lot of people working really hard coming from different um, vantage points that are working to bring this back to life and we just mentioned Skip so you mentioned the photo so obviously we had a little chat with Skip. To, to put this together and Bill and, and some other people. But Skip says at the end of the call with me and Lauren, he's like, so, uh, well, I mean, I have some photos you might want to look at. <laughs> if you buried can. the lead. Wait till I see him in person. I'm going to be like, you buried the lead there. He's so funny. He gives me such a hard time because, you know, like, we, we finally get him on the phone, like, the day before the printer. But we talked to him back, like, in November at our holiday event, <laughs> like— well, and, oh, it, and it's funny because I was traveling and Melissa sends me a text and says, big news, great, dope, dope. I said dope, Dope yeah. photos <laughs> of Fayetteville Street. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, a flight was about to take off and I it comes through and I was like, I used a big word in that when I was like, okay, we need to move things around. Oh, she yeah, goes, I'm she already used on an it. expletive. So it's really funny. So I'm in the, the creative director's office and I'm like, we're moving pages. We're literally going to the printer next day. I'm like, we're moving pages. We're moving this to the front, what we call our most, you know, it's not the most important story, but it's like the most visual, compelling story right. is in front, the, the buzz opening spread. And so I was like, you know, it's, it's very important to Gina and to really sell her on this. We already had a plan for this, obviously. We're going to the printer the next day. She's not even there. She's on a flight, which, by the way, thanks for trusting us. And it's uh, a huge compliment. And so I, I, I just go in and tell Liz, like, hey, we're moving. We're moving this. And she's like, um, okay. Okay. Like, she's going to do it. <laughs> she's but like, she's like, like, also, like, maybe we should tell Gina. And I'm like, no, because she will 100%. And you did agree. Oh. I was like, she will agree. If the I whole was time you were doing that, I was texting going, move this and do this. And yeah. you're like, we're already on so, it. Well, so then Liz is like, well, just send her the photo. Just at least let her know what's going on. And yeah. then I got a big expletive back. But um, in, in, a, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was astounded because I love Fayetteville Street. I, I mean, I really do. And it has been. And we, over the last several years, we've done several stories with boarded up windows. And it's yes. been heartbreaking. It's the street. I'm not talking about the bar street. We all know that's Glenwood South. But I'm talking about this is the main street of our city. It, you know, the business district, it should be lined with great businesses and restaurants. Yeah. Um, Bill, but, you know, Bill King, who we adore and is does a great job with Downtown Raleigh Alliance and, and is just a wealth of information, said— and his quote was, I feel more optimistic about the street than I have in a while. He said, I really do think you're going to start to see it look a bit different over the course of 2023 compared to 2022. I'm excited. And and we, you know, I, to say, I guess Skip describes my team as persistent. And I said— <laughs> Well, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. We're journalists. We're after a story. He goes, they do not give up. It's like a dog with a bone. I'm like, I'll take that as a compliment. Same. Because we know that people want to know about this. And and it is pretty exciting. So 
I do want to say about the photo, please go get it. You're going to want to like frame it <laughs> and see what happens And then next, tell people how much you want it to look like that because it, the right. more enthusiasm right. and excitement. That's what I want to say. This is a vision. This is not a foregone conclusion. No. And so I want to make sure that it is understood that this is a vision for potential development that has been rendered, obviously. Um, and it is the po- is a very real possibility, but it's not, you know. And I love these trees. Ink, as we I say. mean, Skip talked to you about wanting the trees. I mean, I think about every year staying at the Capitol yeah. and looking down Fayetteville Street, and all of, all of it lit up. And I think, why can't it look like this all the time? And that is one of the things at the top of Skip Hill's list. Yeah, so this is like, Skip is our resident Charlie Bucket with a golden ticket. <laughs> and it's just like starry-eyed and like, it, it's, it's and, but but and, brilliant too, you and know? And he's got a vested interest. Right, right. I mean, well, right. He owns, uh, you know, Highwoods owns four of the towers on Fayetteville Street. Right. And so they have a very vested interest and their headquarters are there now. Um, so yeah, they're not grand illusions. I mean, they are, but they they have they have some backing to them clearly. Right. And so anyway, like you said, he wants to light it up. He wants to light the street up from one end to the other with the trees. And now he's added because he did actually mention that last summer. Now he's added that he wants music to play and he wants the lights to kind of go in cadence with the music. <laughs> I think it's just. I think that came from Illuminate. I think he walked oh, the tunnel at Illuminate. And oh went, maybe. Huh. The music should vibe with the lights. Well, and actually, in all fairness, Illuminate increased the foot traffic downtown. Ugh. Like, the footprint was insane. And so I think that might be where that that expanded vision is coming from. Yeah. I think you're right. So we do. As we mentioned, we have 10 updates on things that are the ink is dry on or that's in the works. Right. And one of those that we did a little sleuthing around and, and are excited to announce one. is— the ink isn't dry on this one, but it's it's close, right? Is uh, Sir Walter Coffee. Great spot. Yes. Love it, love it. Love the coffee. Love the food. Love the bar and cocktails in the afternoon. But as you know, that apartment building that's right there attached to it practically, it stays busy. But they, we think, we hope, fingers crossed, it Very sounds close. all good. Yeah. They're going in the former Be Good space at Charter Square. And what's interesting is, you know, there's the outside entrance to it, but it's also going to open into mm-hmm. the Charter Square Tower. Yeah, building. they're hoping they, they're the plans are at least for it to open into the lobby. Right. And he describes it as a hip Panera. I love it. You know, with the, alcohol too. With alcohol, <laughs> for sure. and a you know, the bar at Sir Walter Coffee's where you pick up your coffee, all that. They're going to have its sort of separated bar where you can actually sit at it for mm-hmm. you know an afternoon meeting with a client or happy hour kind there of thing. There you go. There's one of another spot for I'm working on with it. Clients. Absolutely, but you know, slightly bigger breakfast, lunch menu, fresh salad, soups, um, and they hope they they have plans that they would do a lighter dinner menu, which. I love. I love it. So I have to say, and we're not going to sell out our sources here, no. but this is really uh, Skip would not tell me this. Like no, as much the ink's as I, not dry. yeah, as much as I have tried to charm him, you know, and as, <laughs> as persistent as we have been, he was like, "Nope." I think if you think about it, you'll figure it out. But I, he would not talk to me, and like nobody, Bill. David Meeker. He did tell there, like, he, The only thing we did know was that whatever it was would probably serve breakfast. So yeah, we, but he told us that last summer. Yeah, right. so we so started getting concept. busy on trying to find— So we start putting our brains together because I'm like, okay, literally everybody—like David Meeker, Bill, everybody's like, yeah, if you can get it out of Skip, if you can get it out of Skip. And he's like, nope. And so I, we're sitting there. Again, now you're back. We're about to go to the printer, and we have all these other nine things or whatever— and we're like, we can't just say, like, something new is coming in the Be Good space. That's boring, yeah. right? And so I, one person had mentioned it's somebody that already had a presence downtown. And I'm like, okay, that's a slip up. Hold on. 
And so then we start thinking and we start thinking about who we know downtown and we start sending messages and we start putting our heads together. And then I just, we got it. Yeah. And and then we called Sir Walter, we called Kevin, the owner, yeah. and he was he was delighted he, to talk to us. <laughs> he was. I mean, um, Kevin Frazier, and, and he has a partner, but he was like, look, the ink's not dry. I, you know, it's not a done deal, but I'd be happy to tell you what we're working on. He goes, I'm an open book, and he— and I think he's very confident this is going to happen. Um, doesn't know how long the build-out is going to take, but he said sometime in the end of 2023. He's yeah, hoping the latter part. And I love the way that we laid this out, too, because it makes it very clear, like you said from the top, these are the things that are definitely coming. Ink is dry, and they're ten, actually five and five. And these are the things that are in the works. Some of them are more definite than others. And this one was, as he said, quote, very close to signing the lease. But we all know how that can go. Right. And so, you know, no promises. So but Skip, I think, don't screw this up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that, exactly. Yeah, Skip. But I think that everybody, you know, and, and that's Skip's thing. He will not tell you these things because no. he doesn't want to jinx them, no, no, you know. No. And, and he, there's like NBAs and yeah, all that. that. So anyway, uh, while we're while we're in Charter Square, yes. let's go over to the former living kitchen space, which is now I'm sure you may or may not have heard, but probably heard, going to be the second location for Cheeto Taco, who ever so subtly announced this location by placing two ceramic mugs that say Cheeto Taco in, in the, the window. No, no. I love it. We're walking by and we're like, oh, well. That was our Christmas party at, Mar- um, at Haymaker. Yeah. We saw that. Yeah. So, um, again, you know, what a major upgrade, at least in my opinion, I'm sure Gina agrees, over Living Kitchen. No offense to them, but like literally now to have a locally owned Mercado style Takiera. So same menu as the original Cheeto at McNeil Point. This this one's slated to open toward the end of Q1, so not far off. And wait for it. Yes, they will have drinks to go. She can get her spicy margarita and walk. Yes. Yes. So that's pretty exciting. I mean, that's a big upgrade, I think, from Be Good and Living Kitchen to Sir Walter Coffee and Cheeto. Like, come on. That's skip swinning. <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably going to mess up saying this. Isn't Happy and Hale reopening or has reopened already? They keep saying, I think it's safe to say, they keep saying on their Instagram, like, stay tuned. We're opening anytime now. So probably by the so time the, this drops, right. it could so also be Right. So the good news open. is— that space is not going away. That restaurant is not going away and being right. replaced. Hopefully, it's going to reopen. I and Highwoods owns those. They're called Jewel Boxes. Those, jewel those boxes. little glass houses that Love Happy those. and Hale mm-hmm. own or is in one of them. doesn't own it. Um, that's been closed since, you know, know, pandemic. So, very excited for our Happy and Hale family to bring that back. Can you remember? Like, you used to not even be able to go have lunch there unless you planned to stand in line. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, you had to it's know so that you were going to have to be there the minute, like, 30 minutes before it opened. Yeah. Yes. Well, that wasn't even one of the tens. Now we have 11. All yeah. right, but we have a couple other food concepts yes. to tell you about. So Mustang House is going in the former Plaza Cafe spot. It closed late 2022 after 10 years. And this is one Progress Plaza mm-hmm. building owned by Duke Energy. But the cafe was owned by a mother and son duo and has plans and wants to explore yeah, the son wants to explore plans. So they, so the point is, they actually weren't closing for hardship, I guess. Right. Like the the mom, I think, was kind of like not feeling it anymore. Like he, he yeah, mentioned ten years that her, is, yeah. it was hard on her knees, and the son had some other plans he wanted to explore. And he made a point of saying that foot traffic had improved, and ex- and he thought it would fully recover by this summer. So I thought that was pretty cool. But the broker mentioned, and this is, I think, something that is really fascinating, and we've talked a lot about Glenwood South versus Fayetteville Street, that these kinds of listings over the recent years have been where Glenwood South areas have been where buyers are looking. 
and now it's Fayetteville Street. That that kind of caught me off guard in yeah. a good way. I mean, things appear to be shifting again. There was some mention of the late night noise on Glenwood, which does that not have a memory of Drunk Town Fayetteville Street? Like, is it yeah. just going to go back and forth? But anyway, I think that's kind of a talker. Things are shifting again. So these two triangle transplant business partner, partners out of California snatched up the space. Yes. Mustang House. I like the name. Yeah, that's cool, right? So it's Nepalese. So it brings a little diversity, a taste of the Himalaya. And it's just a lightly refreshed space. So it's actually supposed to be open any day now. Like by the time this episode drops, it could be open. I can't so, wait. Yeah. That I'm excited about. And we know that there's, you know, some other things that are in the works that from the food standpoint. <laughs> so remember the Cafe Carolina space that's in the Wells Fargo building? See how you can dance. I'm going to dance and dance, <laughs> tap dance around this. So there is one of the best hospitality companies, families that is looking at this space. And this would be breakfast, lunch, and dinner and with an incredible bar space for meetings. So it would be a full-service restaurant. They've already done, uh, Highwoods has, a ton of work on the building, and yes. the space is yes. gorgeous. And Ooh. they're very close to signing a lease. This, is, this has <sighs> been very uh, slow, if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, careful, maybe, is a better word. The cafe has been closed since 2017. Now, that that has not been that slow. Nobody's been working on this. No, these, no, no. This concept this is, this, has not been going so on we've that been long. So we found but out about we've this. We've known about it. We've known about time. this since the fall, and we thought that lease was going to be signed. But what it— what, but it, The it, fall before, right. 21. But what I will <laughs> say is that it is going to be a leap because if you— We've talked about this before. I love Fayetteville Street. But if you, you know, go to Foundation, have a drink, and you walk out— you know, there's sushi, Sono, which we all love. Oh, yes, we do love. And, you know, there's— Oh, Big Easy. Big Easy across the street. I mean, there are a few restaurants, but really there's not a lot down there in terms of full dinner. You know, Cafe Carolina was cafe, right? Lunch, breakfast, pick up a cup of coffee kind of thing. What they're envisioning—so for somebody to make the investment to be a full-service dining at that level, full bar, is going to be— it's a big—I understand why they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's. Because it could be a while before—I mean— That's actually—you just made the point we already made, but you made it even better. Like, so you went from Be Good, Living Kitchen, Plaza Cafe, and Cafe Carolina to Sir Walter Coffee with a bar and potential dinner menu, um, Cheeto Taco, Mustang House, and this concept you're describing. So these are major upgrades for the, the lifestyle of Fayetteville Street. Yeah, and I mean, God, if you live there, can you imagine? It's all coming back. You know, well, it, was, it was kind of the happening place well, for a while. think about how exciting it would be to go back to work. Well, and, and right. Just, you know, instead of sitting at home thinking, well, I can go to work one day a week, maybe I'll go in three days That's a true, week because there's so much cool stuff and I want to eat lunch and I want to— See people. Yeah, Skip said when we were talking that I don't don't quote me on the percentage, but it was ninety five, maybe plus percent of the office space down here is leased. I love that, and it's amazing. And that's definitely another conversation to have. But now I think we don't know how much of that is hybrid, you know. But it would make me want to go back to work if I had more options. A local icon since nineteen forty nine, and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. 
For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word Village to 919-701-0202. into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, Catch the big game on multiple TVs or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. So another exciting change for sure is... Empire Eats, which we all know and love. They have Mecca, Gravy, Raleigh Times, Pizza Times, The Pit. Um, Satisse. Exactly. So many great spots. They are going to revamp the defunct CVS space. They have Landmark now too, right? They Didn't do they own buy Landmark. Like, yeah. They own Landmark. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> at 200 Fayetteville Street. So this was the CVS that was damaged during some of the social unrest, and it was burned. So they have that space. And uh, Greg and Samantha hate them. They wouldn't share a lot of details, but said, stay tuned. Something exciting's coming. Yeah, they definitely, they, they were like, yep, we're not going to tell you anything, but we will tell you that, you know, we're revamping it with a new concept. And, I mean, based on their lineup, I think it's going to be a big talker. So, And we'll so far, everything we've mentioned except one concept is locally owned. I know. That's so cool. Love it. And then, well, and actually, I mean, the Mustang House paired, they they're tra- they transplanted to the Triangle. That's so true. They're, they're so we just locally yeah, locally owned That's now. true. Another thing, you know, while we're jumping back to the Cafe Carolina space, across the street, you have the Alexander Square parking deck. Yes. Highwoods has been redeveloping that. We talked about that last summer, but we have just a little bit more information on that. So in addition, if you guys remember to this vision of like roll-up garage doors and other upgrades, they're also planning to upfit with some outdoor dining and food concepts. There's already a pizza space there. So, but he Skip was saying, think like sushi, sandwiches, ice cream. Like I think they just want, the way I took what he was saying was for that area to be like a little, you know, a little destination, like, but like, like a kind of a, you know, I'm thinking about Chelsea Park in yes, New York. So yes, it's like, yes. you know, not a food court because I hate that word right. or those words, but, but sort of that kind of grouping together. Yeah. Because you don't always want to go to a sit down restaurant no, or no. whatever. I mean, you might be just scooting around downtown and want a snack. So. Exactly. So the other really cool thing that we are excited to talk about is something that DRA has been working on with Hub Kitchens and Raleigh Founded. They're working on a concept, you know, to make, but create an accelerator program for female and minority for food and beverage entrepreneurs so that they can help them, you know, launch their products, launch their businesses. Mm-hmm. And this is currently in the Duke Energy Center. This summer it'll start. It'll start in yeah. this, this summer in the Duke Energy Center. But ultimately, it's going to move in the Pizza La Stella location, which is the old bank building, right? Mm-hmm. Downtown. Um, on, on the corner of downtown, which that building, that space— that is a great space. And the fact that it's set empty. 
I know. It drives that, me crazy. I actually really liked that place. And I think just, you know, the atmosphere and the outlook yeah. of it too. Like, I'm surprised. But I love that it's going to be used and for something so impactful, you know, which is what, you know, Bill King of DRA said. Like, being able to provide that, to have that equity impact is really important to them. He says it's both reactivating some restaurant space, but also providing an equity lens and pro- and providing some new opportunities for diverse business ownership, which is a cool way to use that space yeah. on your city's main street. So. I think it's cool. You know, they'll be training future business owners on cooking skills and how to run a business um, and providing mentorship and financial help. So I love that. They'll be in the heart of downtown. So there's so many people that will be supporting that program. Right. It's a win-win, right? Absolutely. Because the people who live and work downtown will have more lunch options. (laughs) And beyond food, I got to tell you, I'm super excited about this mobile TV screen. So if you remember back during World Cup, there was a More Square event. Thousands of people turned out to watch the final game of the World Cup, and it was exactly what people had envisioned for years, gathering to watch a sporting event. Well, we now own that TV, mobile TV screen. And so they're working to get the rights to be able to air any, you know, national championship or major games or anything else you know, we want to use it for. Yeah, yeah. Hockey. Exactly. We actually teased this, if you remember, back in November mm-hmm. 21. We talked to uh, Mayor Baldwin about it. And, I mean, this has been a vision that's been in the works. You know, things things take time. But, like you said, the city has acquired this massive mobile screen. And they're evaluating the logistics of, like, an NCAA tournament or an ACC tournament. Like you said, hockey. So You have to buy the right. Figure but, it out. Yeah. Right. So, once they can figure that out, I think they'll we'll see a lot more of that. I feel, you know, before when we were talking about it, it was, we hope, we hope, we hope. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of it is happening. Yes. And I remember having a conversation with David Meeker. It was funny. People were deciding not to run for council. And I called him and, and had coffee with him at Sir Walter Coffee, funny enough. And he said, you know, one of the things we're working on is he goes, if you think about streets like Fayetteville Street, he said, it's hard for retail to come in because the buildings Mm -hmm. are narrow and there's not a lot of window space. And so he said, we're trying to think about how to work with the space that's there and what to do to attract an apple or, you know, the kind of things when when you're in Chicago and walking down just... Exactly. Like, picture it. Michigan Avenue, Mm -hmm. Broadway, Rodeo Drive, you know, every, like, all these cities have this. And it doesn't have to all be expensive. That's not the point. But it's the the fact that we have great retail that people want to spend time on that street. And he said, he was like, these buildings have this stunning architecture. They're gorgeous and they're Mm -hmm. teeming with history. But ours are narrow and deep. And now we do have something to our advantage, which does make me think more of like Broadway, I guess. Just massive sidewalks. I mm-hmm. think that's a huge yes. advantage for businesses to figure out how to use those. For me personally, that might lend more toward like the dining and, and things we just talked about. But I think that there is a way for retail to figure that out too. They just have to be inventive and creative. And, you know, I think that retail and hospitality go together, or retail and restaurants go together. And so I, I think that is something I would love to see more of. Well, clearly, if you look at Fenton, if you look at North Hills, you look at Village District. It, businesses want to be in those areas, apartments, so people who want to live there, work there, and enjoy right. that. So yeah. it's it is it's beneficial to all of us that our main street get this facelift. Yeah. Well, I think we have to wrap this part of it with our favorite quote from Mr. Skip Hill. <laughs> We've told you before, but we're going to tell you again. He said, we want to invest and make this the coolest street, certainly in North Carolina, but in the Southeast and beyond. 
We're all in soup to nuts, and we want to play a role in coordinating with the city of Raleigh. Boy, does that sound like Skip. <laughs> okay, so a little um, rapid fire. What are you most excited about? I'm most excited for them to tell us what's going in the Cafe Carolina space. or let I can tell you. T- I know. Let, that let them let us tell you. Right. Yeah. What about you? You know, it's I obviously like simple, simple, simple things. I'm excited about all of it. But I really want those trees lit year-round. That's yours. I love that. I want I to be able to walk that. down there, and I want it to be lit up, and, and not just at the holidays. That To me, that's a big deal. I love that. Um, what's something that stands out in another city? that you would like to see on Fayetteville Street? That's hard. I So, okay, so what I have is an idea more than a thing. Like, in most of your major cities, you have this iconic thing, like the bean or a fountain or something mm-hmm. downtown. And I don't feel like we have that one sort of major yeah. draw like that. So you want to take, you have to take, your family comes to town or right. a tourist and they have to go, like, The Bean in Chicago. I mean, you're yeah. not going to Chicago as a tourist and not go to no, The literally, Bean. literally, I live there. Like, every person that came to visit was like, we have to go to The Bean. The, we don't have something like that downtown. It's like the tourists want to do, you know? I would love, so when I was in Chicago, speaking of that, I was at a bar restaurant called Cindy's and it was mm-hmm. rooftop. And it was just really, I mean, I know we have some rooftops, but generally speaking, they're attached to hotels or they're, you know, all of them except for High Garden. Yeah. And so I would really love to see a great bar restaurant that was, you know, looking down Fayetteville Street at the Capitol or looking at Duke Energy Center. So you can see that to me, that's a full service restaurant, you know, that I I would really like that. Yeah. Because there's not a rooftop on Fayetteville Street. Mm -hmm. Right. So that would be cool. Yeah. Well, what is something you want to see more of um, beyond all these grand illusions that we've you know, talked about? Obviously, the rooftop that I was just talking about. But I also would love to see some retail down there. And and I think the mixture, I remember when we had a national concept coming to Fayetteville Street and people got their panties in a ruffle and they were upset because it was a national concept. But there's a, a lot of evidence that the mixture of national and local mixed together is a draw for people. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a little bit of national retail on Fayetteville Street mixed in with the great boutiques that we already yeah. have. I think it would be more of a draw. I think you'd have more people coming down, and I think those smaller businesses would really benefit from it. I agree. And retail was going to be mine, but now that you said that, I think— I was also struck because you were talking about how they all kind of play off each other too um, earlier. I think just having that memory of like pre-drunk town, the energy that was down mm-hmm. here with the bar and bars and nightlife and, um, you know, it's all shifted over to Glenwood. And I think that there's a way for Fayetteville Street to have it without it being no. something that people are complaining about, right. you know, like I there's got to be a be balance. More, <laughs> don't get me wrong when I say this because I, I like Glenwood South a lot, but I think there also could be a little more upscale. Feel yeah, to it. What, what, what say, a lot of people are talking about with Smoky Hollow being maybe just a step up. That's actually a good metaphor. Yeah. So that maybe, you know, you have different levels of it for different age groups, or maybe what you're in the mood for this weekend is different from what you're in the mood for yeah. on Thursday night. And there's definitely a mix down there already between things like Architect versus things like The Haymaker. Yeah. But I think that as long as you keep that mix, then you've got a good um, a environment job. where it's not just going to be like, turn into a shit show. Sorry, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> well, and, and you're going to hear a lot more from us. We're going to stay on the Fayetteville Street beat, and we're going to let you know what's going into Cafe Carolina very, 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 very soon. That's right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.